0: Hello and welcome to Inspired To Be, the podcast that explores everything and anything that inspires you to become the greatest version you are meant to be. Are you ready? Let's get Inspired To Be. Hey there, just a heads up. Before you play this episode, if you have children around, please use your discernment as we do speak about female anatomy later on, or you can just use headphones. Fair warning. Welcome to the second episode of the Inspired to Be podcast with yours truly, Lindsay. I'm so excited you're here. Today we have a special guest, registered holistic nutritionist, makeup artist, yoga instructor, and entrepreneur, Carly Simendel. I've known Carly for more than a few years now, and we actually met while working together at a health food store called Goodness Me. We also happen to share a passion for all things health and beauty, so you're gonna love her. Carly has studied and taught at the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition and has worked at Nature's Emporium and Goodness Me. She's attended the School of Makeup Art and with 20 plus years of experience as a makeup artist has also taught at Georgian College. This beautiful soul even teaches yoga and organizes her own yoga retreats around the world. Carly now runs her own business, Godessa Beauty, with the mission to empower and serve womankind. Today, we will dive into topics such as self-care, anti-aging, and how to support and nourish the female body. So let's get this beautiful soul on, shall we? Hi, beautiful. Hi, welcome to the podcast, Carly. I'm so glad I could have you on today.
1: Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for inviting me, Linz. I'm really, really honored.
0: So you're actually my very first guest on the podcast. So that's exciting.
1: That is so exciting. And I have to say, I'm really, really happy that you're doing this because, well, I know you and I know how much wisdom and um, intelligence, but truly wisdom that you have on a plethora of topics. So I'm really excited to be here and just kind of flow and shoot the shit. With you. I hope I'm allowed to say that.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, no worries. Um, so I've done a brief introduction um about you. Um, but just so people can get to know your story a little bit better, um, I'll just ask you to share how you got into doing what you're doing now and just starting from the beginning of your story.
1: Okay, cool. Uh I'll try and do the the Coles notes as to not bore anyone. But it's really interesting how all of my experience for the past 20 years of my life really added up to um, bring me perfectly into this place with all of the knowledge from different areas. And then as you combine everything, it just really worked out well for my benefit. So Starting out, I've been a makeup artist for 15 years. It's hard to believe. And so, you know, you're working very intimately with many women. I I, I will actually say tens of thousands at this point in my career. I've probably worked on over 20,000 faces really up close and personal you know what it's like, Lindsay, you're you're in their in- intimate bubble and you're you're working very closely on their skin, which led me to ask questions because, you know, as a makeup artist, I could only see so many things without starting to put the uh, connect the dots together with dry skin or red skin and inflammation that I, I knew it had to do more with their their nourishment and their lifestyle. So I went back to school at that point for nutrition and Mm -hmm. studied that pretty extensively. Now, when I was in school for nutrition, I actually started working part-time at a health food store that I I loved so much. I stayed on the floor at a health food store for over five years. Um, So that was a brilliant way for me to continue learning and working with clients not just now in makeup but nutrition and that gave me the foundation to really see my recommendations so I knew what worked and and it wasn't um it wasn't just a theory anymore that it was real and so I think that's kind of my, my story where I'm coming from. Of course, I continued to dive and dive deeper into the health and wellness. I went to school for yoga since I've completed 900 hours of yoga teacher training and really um, did a deep dive into how movement and breath now are a part of the overall lifestyle piece that I was missing from, from nutrition. So of course, every day I I walk the walk, I talk the talk, I'm a walking billboard for all of the things that I preach. So collectively, when you pull my experience, working with mostly women, um, hearing what makes them insecure to realizing, well, heck, we have more power, we, we can do this when we we pay attention to what we put into our mouths and onto our bodies to keep it clean, pure, and natural, the way our body recognizes things and minimize our toxin exposure to the, the wellness piece of movement and breath. So combining all of those things equals where I am now. I'm, I am a branded expert in the, the wellness field. I work with clients still in, um, nutrition and makeup, but I've combined them. So they're one in the same. So really, if you want to hire me as a makeup artist that I only use natural cosmetics and I teach them why and I tell them about their skin as a, a large organ and a very permeable organ. So what you put on, it goes into the body and the blood. And then, of course, they get interested in food and how they can take their power back in the kitchen So it's kind of a beautiful thing because it really aligned beautifully to get me exactly where I am today.
0: That sounds amazing. It's actually your story kind of sounds like almost exactly like mine minus the graphic design. But um, as you know, like right now, I have started my own business over a year ago, um, which combines health and beauty together. Of course, I haven't really gone yet into the health aspect, but it's crazy because they're so like health and beauty are so closely intertwined. Um, um, question. So do you find most of your clients start with you for makeup and then move into the nutrition or do you find it the other way around? It's like, what do you find most?
1: Yeah, it's so interesting to observe people's change curve, because change is quite honestly scary and uncomfortable, right, for most of us. So um, I can't say wholeheartedly that it's one over the other, because even in the yoga world, sometimes people start, they stumble on yoga and with that, that movement and breath. And then all of a sudden they think, well, I don't want to go home and eat a bag of chips after I've done that yoga class. So um, to me, more important than what happens first is the, the happening, the happening and, and embracing the change. Because once you really become aware that those things really do matter, what you put in your mouth, what you put on your skin, how you, Move your body. Are you stagnant? That um, you come into this place of power once again, and and it's that power, that self power is knowledge. Conversely, knowledge is power. So whatever you find first, um, as long as you do it in a way that's sustainable because it is easy to fall back in bad habits don't you find oh all the time I struggle with it's like
0: I'm a Gemini I tell everybody that because I'm so into astrology but um, being that I'm like two people so I have like this one good perfect person that wants to be perfect I'm sure most people are like this whether they're Geminis or not but then I have the other part of me that like wants to eat all the junk food and not go to the gym. And it's like, I like have a battle with myself every day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you rebel. Um, uh, my husband is a Gemini and I have to say Gemini's are a really good match for me. I'm a Leo, so I can be a little all or nothing as well. But I think The important thing is stacking the odds in your favor every day to support whatever changes you're trying to grow through. So for example, if you want to eat all the junk food, then the first thing is taking it out of your house. So it's out of sight, out of mind, right? And then being able to breathe through the cravings, or uh, I'm not saying suppress the cravings with um, something else, but use healthy and positive distractions like question, are, am I thirsty or is there something else that I could do that would be healthier than turning to the thing that I've always done? Because you can't change your life if you don't change your habits. It's the habits that determine our success. So I tell my clients, listen, anything that you do on repeat becomes a habit. So are your habits right now supporting your success? Or are they taking you out of alignment and further away from success? So start by doing something that you can sustainably do every single day and start there. And even if it's starting really, really small, right? Like drinking more water for most people, that makes a really big difference. As you know, as a makeup artist, you, you can see dehydration and mm-hmm. in- skin and and it's very apparent visibly so i wonder if you can see it on the top surface of the skin which is the furthest organ from the heart how the other organs are feeling like shriveled up on the inside right because we can see that so that right there is the best starting point for for most people especially women who care so much about anti-aging i'm like listen more important than buying some expensive cream is like hydrate yourself. That will, water will, first of all, you're a walking column of water. So you you want to drink water because that's what we are mostly comprised of. Feed the constitute first. And then once you have that foundation, it's a lot easier to add on the other nutrients that you need to age gracefully because you've got the water to carry the nutrients in and also to carry the toxins out.
0: That's exactly it. It's funny, because, you know, most of my clients are in the chair for brows, right? That's what I specialize in. And I get some of them asking me, Oh, how do I get my skin to clear up? And I ask them, well, how much water do you drink? That's like the first thing, even if they want to, like, talk more in depth about nutrition, like I tell them, if you don't have your water down, like water is the first thing I believe anyone should be focusing on. And it's the easiest thing to um, like, it's such a small step to incorporate more water into your day. Um, With that being said, you are so versed in all sorts of female self-care from makeup to nutrition to yoga to breathing, which sometimes I forget to do. (laughs) Um, So with this, you know, in this crazy time right now, it's uh, the global pandemic. Um, What are some daily practices, even small tips that women can start today to take care of ourselves during this time? Wow. Wow.
1: Hmm. You know, again, it's small things that you do. So starting small to be sustainable. I I think it's really important that women tune in because um, as a part of being a woman, we have this wonderful feminine aspect called intuition, which oftentimes in the busyness and uh, chaos of a loud world, we tune out the, the subtle messages from the body. So what I can say with certainty is women have this innate sense of intuition and we're more deeply connected to our hearts for the most part. So to take this time, look at it as an opportunity to tune in because all of our needs are so unique and sometimes it's you know that time of the month versus um a mundane monday and being able to silence your mind so like getting out of your head and tuning in to the subtleties of the body because the body often speaks and the intuition often speaks through whispers as opposed to you know symptoms that turn into like the body screaming. So before it gets to that point, what is it that you are needing? And that might be stilling the body, silencing the mind and really connecting to yourself and and taking a few deep breaths. But um, as far as like physical rituals, there are so many that you can choose from, it's just what's gonna resonate with you. Because if it feels monotonous and it feels boring, then perhaps it's not gonna be for that person. Um, I like to get into my body, I like to wake up and before I jump out of bed. I, you know, put my feet over the side of the bed, ground my feet into the carpet and sit up nice and tall. And I do a few little neck rolls and I'm like, ooh, you know, there was tightness. Or I, I really connect to my body and then I'll stretch. I'll reach my arms up, I'll lengthen the sides of my torso and take a deep breath into the bottom of my lungs. So I really like to ground and connect to the physical body. And I, I do this with this emanating, and vibing feeling of love. I'm not doing it because I'm punishing my body. I'm doing it because I'm celebrating all of my, you know, capabilities and and really want to meet the edge of where I stretch to because then I note that I, I'm getting more and more flexible. I'm not I'm not digressing. I'm not Becoming tighter as I age. I'm actually becoming looser and more limber because I do these things and I meet my edge. So playing around with our bodies, it's it's a really cool tool to stay connected to um, your body, your sensuality. Uh, when I take showers after I get out of the shower, I really lovingly apply an oil and it's one ingredient. So I'll either use a coconut oil or a jojoba oil, and sometimes I'll add my favorite essential oil. And I I have the time now where I can take the time to spend rubbing this oil into my legs and and feeling, you know, sometimes that I have um, dryness, in areas that I didn't have dryness before. And I just observe that I'm like, Oh, okay. Maybe I do need to drink more water or maybe I need to increase my essential fatty acids. So just taking the time to like, connect to your physical body through movement, but also observe, observe what's happening on the top layer of your skin. Cause the skin, my gosh, it's a beautiful organ that's constantly communicating with you. So I, I kind of tune into my body. I tune into my skin. I, you know, I take the time now more than ever to figure out exactly what it is that I need Um, I love smells too. So I play around with essential oils and whether you have a diffuser or not, um, you can implement essential oils into your daily routines that, that make you happy and, or energize you and or calm you. So whatever you need, say you're like, you're having a high anxiety day, then you want something like lavender or chamomile that's gonna balance it out and calm your central nervous system, that the tension in your body, physically, mentally, They work. And if you're having more of a kind of a lethargic, hard to feel motivated day, then I'd use like a sweet orange or something that's a little bit more invigorating, um, peppermint tea tree. These things work for me in in such a way that they are more lifting, uplifting and energizing. So uh, again, in accordance with what I need that day that I'm playing around with um, smells, which or very, very, very powerful sense of all of our senses. Every other sense is um, processed in another part of the brain. But the sense of smell is the only sense that's actually received and processed in the same part of the brain, which is called the limbic system. So smells can take you right out of your head right into your body and if you have any associations or memories connected to that smell it can bring you transport you into a really happy time in your life so we can again use these things as tools on our journey to help us where we're feeling a little bit stuck
0: yeah um i just something comes to mind is like um most of our grandmothers used to wear like those grandmother perfumes and stuff. So it's like that comes to mind is when I smell that particular perfume scent, I always think of my grandmother. So it's like a great way to like, if we are feeling anxious, or in like a depressed sort of state, just to use some uplifting essential oils to like change our thought patterns almost, right?
1: completely it's funny you say the grandma thing because I have the same with both of my grandmas actually one of my grandmas I can smell her lipstick and it, it, it brings me right back to the bathroom where she used to live. And it was the ensuite bathroom. I can see the colors. I was sitting on the edge of the tub. I was watching her apply her Chanel lipstick, you know, thinking, oh my God, you're the bee's knees. And so now anytime, of course, it's a conventional lipstick, probably laden with lead. But um, nonetheless, it it brings me to such a sweet Memory. And I feel really connected to that person. Uh, I think grandmothers uh, represent more than the matriarch, is the ancestral wisdom that we all can tap into when we're feeling what we're feeling. So, um, if we had a beautiful connection with these people in our lives, that we can also, um, through smells, then reconnect to that wisdom. And then from that place, ask questions, set intentions, make decisions. So you're not, you're not doing things out of lack. You're doing them more from a place that is going to serve you better.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of went into things we could practice um As well as like drinking water and everything and and that's anti-aging too and um the omega-3 oils for sure. Um anti-aging wise, so what are some other things we can either um eat, apply to our body, um to anti-age us, and what are some ingredients in foods and as well as in beauty products that we should avoid? And Um, Another question specifically to that, too, I'm sure you get the client. So first of all, you get the one where they're wanting, you know, anti aging. So I tell them drink water first, right. But the other complaint I get more of is, um, well, applying makeup is the finish of the skin, like, um, I guess, to have pores be flawless and look kind of like a photoshop filter um but i always tell my clients it it has to do of course with what you're nourishing your body with inside as well as outside right so exfoliating the dry skin um and of course pores you're you're born with a set size of pores so we can try and minimize it with um the beauty ingredients but what would you say um With all that being said, like, how can we, what products and foods do you totally recommend for people for anti-aging and health, female health, and what should we avoid in both food and beauty products?
1: Good question. And a common question. So, so we we'll, <laughs> a million dollar question, right? Because anti-aging is such a buzzword these days. And I think the number one thing we want to connect to and remember is that aging, that's a privilege. So when we age, not to disconnect from our aging bodies, aching bodies, just um, stay connected, remembering that it's it's a is a gift. And instead of focusing on the wrinkles, call them smile lines or laugh lines. So that's, that's always the first thing that I say to that. And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Give me the goods. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> the goods are the skin has a specific set of nutrients that it does really well with. This is both, um, let, let's just start internally. Okay. And then I can get to the topical side of things. So, um, really easy to remember as a matter of fact, because the skin likes all start with S. So the skin starts with S and the nutrients that it favors and has an affinity with also start with S. So the first one is silica. Silica is a precursor to collagen. Now, collagen is found in every cell of the body, the bones, joints, cartilage, uh, connective tissue, but we also know that the silica is found in the skin and it keeps the skin buoyant. So silica is found in a lot of different herbal teas, think horsetail, even bamboo. So you can get it that way and through the water form because it's water soluble, that um, if, if you stack these teas throughout your day and they do count as water because it's an herbal tea. So it counts as water. So maybe it kind of switches up the, um, the, the, water and you feel like, oh yeah, I'm having a nice warm beverage that if you drink teas that are high in silica, it becomes a very bioavailable way to consume this nutrient. Second nutrient I want to highlight is sulfur. Sulfur is found in um, garlic, onions, eggs, and and it's almost um, also I, I have another supplement I can recommend. So it's not necessarily a whole food, but it's MSM. So methyl sulfonyl methane. And uh, I say it; it's a beautifying supplement because of the sulfur aspect, but also because it's sulfur wedged in between two methyl groups. Methyl groups are really, really important. I can can get into that if if we want to go that route but um the sulfur which i wanted to highlight is the precursor to the elastin and so as we know elastin like Mm -hmm. an elastic band keeps our skin nice and tight or taut so sulfur sorry silica sulfur and the last s honorable mention to selenium this is actually a fat soluble mineral it's a micro mineral but very very necessary Um, selenium is found in brazil nuts you know when you bite into a brazil nut and it has like a slight oily moisture to it that's selenium so selenium acts as a moisture blanket to the skin topically, but also internally. So um, it can lubricate not only our our joints and our cartilage for um, ease of movement, but think about really dry or dehydrated skin. It's not only lacking water, it's also lacking the oil. So selenium is a beautiful oil. Um, Now, I know this last nutrient doesn't start with S, but I just thought I would mention copper. Copper is something that if we're depleted in, sometimes our skin starts to look leather like. And I'm sure you've seen people over the years, especially in makeup artistry, if a person has tanned or over tanned and their skin... begins to lose its skin-like quality and then take on a hardened thick leather-like quality that will really greatly affect the finish of makeup for example so it could be looking into uh, copper which is another micro mineral very very important and uh, also likes to be in balance with iodine so if there's a a copper deficiency, then sometimes that can lead us into other awarenesses where we're deficient in particular nutrients. So, um, those would be the main four or five that I'd like to highlight as far as like internal, um, foods or supplements to look into that would be in quotation beautifying or anti-aging, topically i find that the skin does really well with oil because our skin produces an oil it doesn't produce a cream so we start slathering cream on our skin it's kind of not uh bioavailable recognizable all of a sudden you know the skin is bombarded with this thick creamy substance that has what 20 30 ingredients that it has to digest and then assimilate one at a time. So I keep it simple. I make my own skincare. Like I said, I'll use one ingredient. So even if it's starting with what I have in my pantry downstairs, olive oil, beautiful olive oil is high in chlorophyll it's a monounsaturate which means it's really stable it's also high vitamin e so you're using this one ingredient which is easier to digest absorb assimilate the vitamin e as opposed to trying to discern and digest 20 to 30 different ingredients so keep it simple use oils oils are always better on damp skin So if you're new to oils, don't just go on bone dry skin with an oil and start smearing it on. You'll be left greasy. You want to use less. You want to go on damp skin because the water opens up the pores and then your oil will go on deeper and faster and your skin, it's alive. It will slurp it up. So the skin is a living organ. It's got multiple, multiple functions. And one of the functions is absorption. And what does the skin want to absorb? <laughs> Water, oil, and nutrients. Um, but vitamin D would also be on that list. But um, we're talking more topically um, things that we have in our power to put on. So anything that is high in nutrients, which would be an organic oil with minimal processing. Um, like I said, olive oil should be green. So if your olive oil isn't, is got that like tinge or transparency of green and it's more yellow then the chlorophyll has been pressed out and it likely hasn't been cold pressed. So it's lost a lot of the nutrients in the processing. So keep it real, keep it simple and keep it, uh, pure in the sense that know the companies who process ethically versus process unethically, and that happens from the source. And are they growing these things organically? Are they blasting these um, plants with chemicals like fungicides and larvicides and bactericides and all of that stuff can also deplete the nutrients. So over the years, like 20 years of research, and I don't think I'll ever stop, but I know the companies now that take the extra steps to do these things right. And I think that's important because then when you support those companies, every time you spend a dollar, you're casting a vote. And and that's how I vote. I vote with my dollars and I put my dollars into companies that have these practices that really do don't or really don't cut corners and then i yeah i was gonna say the follow-up to answer the the last part of your question some of the ingredients to avoid Um, so in mm-hmm. cosmetics, um, lead, aluminum, heavy metals are present in a lot of powders, lipsticks. So I'd look into that. I would try to avoid talc again in a lot of powders, eyeshadows, etc. cetera. Um, one of the, the main culprits would be a paraben. P-A-R-A-B-E-N often appears at the second half of the word. So it might be a paraben or ethyl paraben. And if you look for those very present in shampoos, body lotions, body washes, um, Oh, body washes. I avoid SLS, sodium laurel or laureth sulfate. So SLS or S L E S. And that's that agent that gives it the foaming sensation. You know, when you get that beautiful lather, well, a lot of our natural Castile soaps, they don't have that same lather sensation. It doesn't mean that it's not working to the same effect. It actually means it's working even better because that's so artificial. And what the suds do is it artificially and aggressively strips off our acid mantle. So I'll just kind of riff on the acid mantle for a moment because that's part of our pH and that's part of our protection mechanism. The skin is the first line of defense. The immune system is the third line of defense. So part of that defense mechanism that protects our insides and our vital organs from airborne pollutants, bacteria, et cetera, is our acid mantle. Our acid mantle is a combination of the natural oil called sebum that we produced with probiotics, good bacteria. This good bacteria is primarily lactobacillus acidophilus. So when you use SLS or SLES and you have that like beautiful foaming sensation, don't get me wrong. I I know that foam looks good, often smells good being, you know, Uh, poisoned with other perfumes. (laughs) I say poison, like so dramatic, right? But true enough that it's lathering to that point. But what the lather does is it's stripping our acid mantle, our sebum and our lactobacillus acidophilus off the top layer of skin or epithelial or epidermis. So the manner in which our uh, sebum is removed is the manner in which we have to replace the sebum. So it's this constant cycle that perpetuates the same thing over and over again. So you have to recreate that sebum, that lactobacillus acidophilus in order to protect your skin, but then you're constantly removing it. So um, we actually don't even really, really, Know that we're doing it, it's that's the norm until you stop, and then all of a sudden you start to feel better on so many other levels because you're saving your body the energy of manufacturing and creating this protective barrier from the outside world because bacteria wants to infiltrate through the skin. So, anyhow. Um, those are some of the ingredients to avoid. And it, and it goes deeper than just their toxins. It's, it's like they're toxins and we don't want to absorb them, but there's also another end like to the double-edged sword that is contributing to keeping you not well. So people who have lethargy and other symptoms, I, I urge them, to not just change their food, but look into their cosmetics and look at other places that they're robbing their body of energy. Adrenal
0: fatigue, <laughs> I suffer from it. Um, every little, like what you're saying, right? Like in your beauty products, you have these toxins and in your food um, and in the air you breathe. So, <laughs> um, but these toxins not only are they toxic but they stress your immune system right so they're taking away the say you ate one piece of broccoli well now the body has already used up all of the nourishment that you had for that one piece of broccoli and now it's diving into your stores because say you never eat vegetables. So it's like your body is being robbed constantly. Um, And there's so many stressors out there, not to freak people out, but in your beauty products, in the air, so like, you know, perfumes that have toxic ingredients, um, exhaust from cars, but there's also invisible toxins too, which first of all, if, if you have depressive thoughts that's a toxin to your body and also even like a a electromagnetic frequencies that is a toxin to your body so there's so many ways that these things deplete your body which can lead to things like adrenal fatigue and anxiety and depression and stuff like that um but you Like if people saw a photo of you, like they'd be in love. Like you have such perfect skin, radiant eyes. um, Everyone would like kill to look like you. So um, I'm just curious, right? (laughs) I'm curious because you do avoid the toxins, obviously. Right. And you're so into having makeup for people and for yourself that don't have these things. Um, so can you just, for instance, give us like maybe your routine, like what do you wash your hair with? What do you, what's your skincare routine like? Yeah,
1: totally. First of all, thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm a mirror. I, I feel the same way looking at you and, uh, just as a, a Quick little backstory: I really always didn't have clean, clear skin, and like the the sclera of my eyes, the white of my eyes, has never been whiter at 38 years old. You know, I I grew up eating foods that were normal, which would be you know sugary cereals and lots of bread and deep fried, you know, French fries and. Other things. I was eating in a cafeteria and buying greasy pizza and hamburgers. And, um, if I ever had vegetables, I'd have to dip them and saturate them with like processed ranch dressing. I couldn't do it on their own and God forbid I have a salad. So every, uh, every decision that I made wasn't from a place of awareness. Until I really stepped up and into that awareness and changed everything. Yes, everything. That everything in my life, my body, my physical appearance. And I carry my weight but I used to be 200 pounds and now I'm about 140 or 145. So, um, that normalized for me, I had rosacea that's normalized for me. So I, I really recognize, um, and will receive that compliment. But, um, I I also want people to know that I can relate what it's like to feel stuck. And, um, now moving into what I do as far as routine and Ritual wise is, yeah, I really take care of myself from the foods that I eat to the products that I use and I read ingredients. So I think that would be the first step when you go to the store or health food store. It's typically where I shop that before I put a product in my cart is I've I've trained myself how to read the ingredients and identify some of the chemicals that I mentioned earlier. So if it had, say, a paraben or SLS or talc or aluminum, I would just put it right back on the shelf and take the next one. So that process gets a little faster and easier. Once you read a few labels, at first it might seem really tedious. Again, I can relate to that, but that's the very first step and then once you discover good companies then then you've got the companies maybe five companies that you recognize and trust and you stick to those companies as far as skincare i'd like to give my one of my favorite companies a little plug they're awaken my senses and also skin essence So um, Skin Essence, by the way, is packaged in amber glass, which is really cool because if you're using natural ingredients and they have nutrients, vitamins are very fickle. Minerals are typically stable, shelf stable, um, stable in times of... Um, Varying temperatures so when the temperature goes up or drops down that minerals can maintain their integrity much more than vitamins Vitamins are fickle. They don't like heat. They don't like cold. They don't like change. They don't like light They don't like oxygen so all of the things that you have to do to a plant like water the plant and expose it to sunlight once you extract the nutrients and put it in a bottle a glass bottle you want to protect it from moisture you want to protect it from oxygen you want to protect it from light so that's important and the companies that actually package in amber glass versus clear glass they're on to it they're not cutting corners so so that's one thing right there to recognize and uh, why I love skin essence so much so again they're all natural they're uber clean pure trustworthy ethical fair trade. Uh, minimum, minimum ingredients. So every morning I splash water on my face and I use rosehip oil. And then if I do makeup that day, again, I'm using natural cosmetics. My favorite brand in that realm would be RMS. RMS stands for Rosemary Swift. And I'll do my makeup I keep it pretty light because I really like my skin to breathe. That's another function of the skin, which I think is important, respiration. And then um, throughout the day, eating lots of greens. Greens have chlorophyll. Chlorophyll is um, not only beautifying, but detoxifying, deodorizing. Uh, Chlorophyll is high in magnesium and actually... On a cellular level, a chlorophyll molecule is a carbon copy of our red blood cell, minus the fact that our red blood cell has an iron in the center of four oxygen molecules. The chlorophyll molecule is magnesium in the center of four oxygen molecules. So it's pretty, pretty neat. And that—that um, that is how I know it's a blood tonic. And tonic basically means you can do it every day so yeah i'll i'll put green chlorophyll in my water i drink green water i eat green foods and then at the end of the day
0: sorry is that um, is that powder or is that liquid i'm sure you're probably going to say liquid liquid, right would
1: be um more bioavailable Um, but it's also present in if you let's Mm -hmm. say you buy spirulina or chlorella or green superfoods like wheatgrass or um, a combination, you can get a super greens powder and it's uh broccoli powder and alfalfa sprouted powder. So um, those powders would also have chlorophyll and you can just put the, that in your smoothies and or mix it with straight up coconut water and a shaker bottle and go to town that way. So whatever you're more likely to do, do that. Yeah. And then at Totally, that makes sense. <laughs> At the end of the day, um, I think it's really important to have a ritual of removing the mask that you wore. So I cleanse. I use my skin essence cleanser. In that cleanser is um, castor oil, which is anti-inflammatory. So again, it's it doesn't have that SLS, that foaming sensation. It actually makes me feel when I wash my face that. I don't even need to moisturize after because it's so hydrating the cleanser. But of course I do. And I love the toning process as well because the tone toner typically um, opens the pores. And then the oil that um, I use at the end of the day has got a few other essentials. It's in a base of rosehip, but then there's helichrysum and a few other oils that have a boost of nourishment before bed. And so I typically keep it really, really simple, but, um, whatever I do, I think it's the consistency that makes the biggest difference. So I, I don't just do these things like once a week or like a new year's resolution, right? You do that once a year. It's like, no, <laughs> that doesn't work. You got to do it daily. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: So I understand you have body oils um, from your company. You make them yourself and they're all natural with no toxic ingredients at all. Um, So what age are your products geared towards? And also, do you or will you have facial oils to add to the line?
1: um, Interestingly enough, you know, we we combine the 20 past years of my experiences together, and um, I'm standing in this uh, like skin connoisseur like, and and still a student. I understand I'm a student, but when I when somebody has over 10,000 hours of studying something, you can safely say they're an expert. So what I did was. I created a few products to to start, and yes, there will be more. Definitely more coming down the pipeline. But with my <laughs> Ooh, with my stance <laughs> on being a purist, I wanted to um, encapsulate the the cleanest, the best, the most ethically sourced oils, put them together in a formula, and help women really reconnect to their bodies. And so, get ready for it. These are not face oils. The two oils that I have are a breast massage oil to stimulate uh, circulation to the breasts and also lymphatic drainage because, well, when you look at the epidemics that face women, the numbers are, you know, they speak loud enough that we need to massage our breasts, we need to move the fluids and the tissues and help circulation in order to take our power back and the power is in prevention. And also to the knowledge that we used to do, ancient, ancient doctors used to do breast massages, modern doctors all admit the importance of it, yet nobody's doing it. So I'm like, maybe it feels clinical, maybe it feels weird. What if we developed this beautiful oil In the proper pH, that's key, with other essential oils that stimulate blood circulation, that support um, toxin removal. Because keep in mind from the breast to the armpit, it's a very short little pathway to leave the body. And that's where our, our toxins from that part of the body want to leave through the armpits, where the lymph drainage is quite concentrated right we have more lymph nodes in our armpits in our groins and behind our knees than anywhere else in the whole body so like we can use that knowledge to our benefit so that was the first oil that i created it feels so luxurious every time i do it i actually connect to my heart because um, well the breasts are sacred mountains that protect the heart and also um, connect to my, my whole lung capacity. It seems as though after I do a breast massage, which really only takes two to five minutes, so it doesn't require a lot of time even. I breathe deeper, I feel calmer, and I'm literally vibing from my heart for the rest of the day. And so that sets the tone right there. I'd say put that into your daily rituals. The other oil I created, it's called sweet spot and it's for the sweet spot, which is our, our vagina uh, more specifically the vulva because no different than our faces change with age. We lose elasticity. We lose collagen things discolor. And not only that, because those are just physical things that emotionally we detach, we neglect. Sometimes we have trauma and this trauma can be as simple as childbirth or this trauma can be in alignment with the Me Too movement. And that's a part of the body that we really need to nourish. We need to nourish with good ingredients. Our ancestors used to do this. It it again is one of those rituals that we've completely disconnected with and we've we've lost our way. We've we're off track. So as soon as you reconnect to that innate wisdom that we need to nourish that part of the body. It to is skin. It has a very delicate pH. It's more acidic, as a matter of fact, than the rest of the skin. Skin is about um, 4.75 to 5.5. And the vagina is less than that. So it's more acidic. It's like a four. And so we need to keep it acidic. And if anyone has ever had yeast infection, even just once, if you, if you get one, you're, you're typically prone to more than one, but if you've ever had just one, you know, that something's not right. And it's really hard to have the best day ever when you're not balanced in such an important part of the body. Um, It's, it's a pathway that we um, we have to understand the, the reverence of this pathway. It's a passage that we enter life into. It's a center of creation. And it's a part of our body that defines us a queen. It's not our face. It's not our eyelashes that define us a queen. Those things contribute. What defines us as women, as queens, is our vaginas. And when we reconnect with that part of the body, the symptom or side effect is self-love. You can't not rub nourishing oils on that part of the body and not fall in love with yourself. It's inevitable. All women deserve to love themselves head to toe. And some of the oils that I'm using in there, again, they're sourced from the most clean and pure, ethically raised from seed to serum. And combined them they're actually made with crystal energy lens. it's it's pretty cool the process yeah Um, thank you yeah i'm so so proud of the sweet spot it's got frankincense it's got helichrysum and a few other goodies that work well in that acid environment and keep the environment acidic as it ought to be so not only is it preventative of yeast infections but physically you get brightening you get tightening you get hydrating um, energy flows where attention goes with that being said the benefits are way way deeper than physical (laughs) And also, like, it's a big
0: industry, too. People pay thousands and thousands of dollars to tighten yeah. their sweet spot, yeah. so to say, with lasers, yeah. right? Um, so, like, why spend thousands when you can use an all-natural product and really reconnect with yourself? Just, I think that's great. It takes a
1: little time. And that little amount of time it, that you spend with yourself, again, with the intention of nourishment, it leads to so much more. So small step, big benefit, and um, and that was kind of my goal. Um, but besides the reconnection, besides the the physical benefits that you get, it's again, it's setting the tone of self love and prioritizing your whole body, and um, not not forgetting about any part of the body so yeah i have a lot of women that are like uber uber grateful and truly it's such an honor to serve women on a level like this because it is so intimate and it's not for anyone else it's not for the husbands it's not for the boyfriends it's not for the lovers it's for the women themselves. And, and that's the best part. Gotta love yourself before yeah. you love anyone else. Right. <laughs>
0: um, so yeah, I guess women of all ages can really benefit from that. Um, I understand you would not want to use the sweet spot on your face because it's pH balanced according to that area. Um, Could you use the breast massage oil on your face? Or do you say wait until you release facial specific? Oh my gosh,
1: I'm, you know what, I'm, I'm so not partial. And sometimes quite honestly, I do. I'll I'll use the sweet spot and the breast massage oil on other parts of my body. um, Because of the fact that it is acidic, that as long as what you're putting on your skin is acidic and not alkaline, that that would be more important. Because if you start to put something alkaline on an acidic environment, then that's when you really kind of throw off the pH. But uh, typically in this environment with airborne pollutants and you, you named it and there, there could be bombarding toxins coming at us from all angles that it does sometimes strip away the pH balance. The pH stands for potential hydrogen. So, and it can also change the charge because in pH, the hydrogen should actually be negative. So if, if that happens, then when you use something like sweet spot or the breast massage oil on the face, it will help to rebalance the, um, that 4.75 to the 5.5 and you get that normalizing effect. So on that note, you can use both anywhere on the body. Um, and again, if you're new to oils, um, before you're spending, uh, my products are, are luxurious and they're, um, they're not cheap. So if you wanted to start, say, with an olive oil, start there, damp skin, until you get used to absorbing an oil, then you can um, start to um, pull out the, the big guns and use things like the, the sweet spot and the, the breast massage oil, which um, have a basically more nutritional bang for your buck. They're nutrient powerhouses and um, designed that way intentfully. So, yeah, you can see it and feel it right away.
0: You know, what's funny is you'll go on Pinterest and you'll see these little face mask recipes with using a baking soda, which is extremely yeah. alkaline. And I'm not 100% on charcoal, but I have seen that one on Pinterest as well. I would think that would be more alkaline, but I'm guessing that would be pretty damaging. You know to the what? Skin, charcoal right?
1: is its a total gift. But I like it internally and I like it in my uh, natural oral hygiene. So I'll use it that way as opposed to on my skin, especially if someone hasn't tonified their pores properly. When you start putting charcoal on your skin, that if your pores are embellished or enlarged, that the charcoal can almost give the pores a little bit more depth and it's harder to completely rinse out. So I found like a lot of women who have blackheads on their nose, accentuate the blackheads by doing a charcoal mask. So I'm I'm with you on the sense I'm not so partial doing it topically, but internally I take charcoal all the time. I use it as a means on its own with water to whiten my teeth. And it's It almost seems counterintuitive because charcoal is black. How does it whiten? I I can't speak to that, although I can say it works. Um, So, yeah, I I definitely use charcoal, but more internally. And I keep it in my um, natural medicine. I think it's medicine cabinet. I think it's a medicine cabinet must have.
0: Yeah, I use uh, charcoal occasionally I don't use it every single day on my teeth um just because I don't know um it whitens so well I just want to keep my enamel intact but I use it occasionally when I need that extra whitening um I understood you come um you came here today you uh, said you had a breathing exercise that we could do to achieve um a relaxed state um yeah. So if you wanted to, if you had time to um, tell us what it does and go through it with us. Yeah, um, totally. Let's great. leave
1: on that note because breathing is so important. It's uh, the first and last act of life. And most of us uh, disconnect from uh, the, the true breath potential. So we're breathing shorter, we're breathing shallow. If you hold your breath, you're holding tension, period, end of story. So the deeper you breathe, the deeper you'll benefit because you're taking in more oxygen. You're feeding every single one of your cells oxygen, as well as your brain needs oxygen in order to have clarity, good cognition, memory, recall, focus, etc. So I think breathing is a, uh, quintessential and one of my um, most grounding practices in order to truly feel well and vibrant. So uh, most importantly to set yourself up is you want to sit really tall. You want to lengthen the torso so your vital organs feel like they're not stacked on each other. So if you're sitting down You want to lift your diaphragm off of your pelvic, pelvic bone. You want to lift your ribs off of your diaphragm. You want to lift the chest, open the heart and shoulders, lift the crown of your head without lifting the chin. So keep your chin parallel to the floor and just relax the body, relax the shoulders. This is more about ease as opposed to effort. Still your mind. This breath technique that I'm gonna guide you through is called square breath. Like a square has four sides. There's four parts to this breath. So the first part of the breath would be the inhale. The Second part of the breath is the hold, the retention. The third part would be the exhale, and then the last part would be another hold. So I'll guide you through this breath, and don't so much, um, just listen to my words. Don't try to control the breath. Just observe if it's um, easier to hold your breath on full lungs or on empty lungs sometimes there can be a little fear that comes up when you hold your breath so these are all things that we are able to observe and also uh, without labeling good bad i can't i'm not just observe so you have that awareness so once again we'll start with a tall spine come to the genius zone open chest open heart Empty your lungs, so exhale. And then you'll slowly inhale for the count of four, three, two, and one. Pause and hold for four, three, two, one. Exhale. Empty the lungs for three, two, one on empty hold. Retain the breath for three, two, one slow inhale for four, three, two, one. Pause. Relax your shoulders. Hold the breath for three. Two, one, exhale. Nice and slow. Four. Three two, one, hold, slow inhale, pause, slow exhale. Retain. One more round, breathe in. Hold your breath. Exhale. Hold. Return to normal breath. I'm nice and
0: relaxed now. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking us through that exercise. There's... I'm going to have to incorporate that uh, like a daily yeah, it's thing. That's so <laughs>
1: powerful. So, this is called square breath. And I started on four, but believe it or not, um, I, I'm at the point now where I inhale for 10, hold for 10. Exhale for ten and hold for ten. So, the more you practice, the longer you do it, the the more you can the uh, increase your the length duration of your inhales, pauses, exhales, pauses. And what that does is it. Well, you can do it in the morning. You can also do it at night because it shifts you from um, uh, fight or flight, which is uh, sympathetic mode in the central nervous system into a rest and digest, which is uh, parasympathetic. So it changes the total biochemistry of the body and allows for the vagus nerve to work more effectively, delivering more nutrients to every single organ in the body. And it's interesting because when you do this long enough, you can actually not only feel the the chemistry of your body changing, but you can you can feel the, the blood flowing, the heartbeat slowing, and all of the little intricacies, the subtleties of what's happening in the body, the aliveness in the hands, the oxygen in the lungs, and it just is one of the most powerful rituals that you can do. So yeah, once again, that's square breath. And I highly, highly recommend to do for anybody. This is really, really good for the adrenals.
0: For someone like me with adrenal fatigue, and I imagine it would be perfect for anxiety as well. I feel like a lot more relaxed just from that one minute exercise. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So you start for one, maybe make your way up to five, maybe make your way up to 20. So if you can dedicate 20 minutes of your day doing nothing, but really doing so, so much, this breath will, um, like I said, bring more oxygen to your brain, better focus, clarity, cognition, recall, et cetera, et cetera, but also nourishment to your organ systems, switching off the fight or flight, turning on the rest and digest, when you're in rest and digest, your body is way more apt at healing and repairing and regenerating because it's, it's not doing other things that take it out of that mode when you're stuck in traffic or you're at work, um, stressing out to please your boss or a client, whatever the thing is, a lot of these things distract us from um, what, what we need in that moment. So this Whoever you are, whatever stage of life you're at, it's, it's good for anyone and everyone. And then if I could also recommend, um, Wim Hof, he does some really, really cool breath exercises. He's got an app and he's got a, an Instagram account and he does a lot of lives. And often I get excited like a kid in a candy store to do whatever Wim Hof is doing. So, um, if you check him out, uh, it would, uh, it would definitely make a difference. Just setting five minutes of your day aside to to breathe and uh, knowing that he's got millions of followers that are breathing with you, very likely the very moment you are. So again, during isolation, if you ever feel alone, you you know you're you're not alone. There's other people unifying at that very moment with you. Doing the thing that you're doing. So it helps you connect to this sense of community.
0: Thank you so much for that. Um, So we're about to wrap up today's episode, but I just have a few last questions for you that I ask. Well, I will be asking all of my guests that I have on. Um, So the first one is. If listeners were to only do one thing from all of the info that you have shared today, what is the most gratitude?
1: Important? Gratitude daily. Gratitude pulls you into your heart. When you are grateful for all the good things in your life, it takes you out of complaining, blaming, excusing, judging—all the things that pull you out of your heart and bring you into the busyness and the noise of your head. So. Gratitude is absolutely on the top of my list every morning, every day. I think of things and or people that I'm grateful for. And it's um, it's something that helps me stay connected to who I want to be, the best version of me. Awesome.
0: My second question is... What
1: is your favorite book right now or of all Ooh. time? Um, okay. So I've read a bunch of books by Abraham Hicks. One of them. Love. <laughs> I, I love. I totally resonate. So <laughs> um, as opposed to um, one particular book, I would say like looking into any of their books, asking it is given was uh Pretty profound for me. And the one book that I'm reading right now is actually called Blue Zones, the The Blue Zones by Dan Butner. And it's pretty cool because the blue zones are places on the earth where the people live the longest in the world, like longest-lived people. We're talking like a hundred and a hundred and ten. They're they're doing something right, these centenarians. So it draws parallels. Of what these people are doing, the similarities that we can incorporate in order to take our power back and have a little bit more longevity as we age gracefully. And um, while we age, we feel well, we don't feel old, we feel youthful, but we just gain the wisdom of another year around the sun. So yeah, that's, that's my current read. It's pretty fun. Um, But anything Abraham Hicks, I would say, yeah, get out there, look into them. They will help you change your mind. Once you change your mind, you can change your life. You can change your body. Amen. (laughs) I
0: have one more question. Who or what inspires you to be the best version of Mm. yourself? Me,
1: I don't look outside of myself for inspiration. The inspiration, look at the word inspire, inspire. It's inside. <laughs> so inspiration comes from within. And um, instead of putting our inspiration outside of ourselves, that um, connecting to something inside of yourself, like um, the higher version of highest version of yourself and who, who do you want to be? And then doing those things in the now to get you there. Because then when you're there, who you want to be has also evolved. And again, that's, that's only found inside. So um, yeah, I try to tune in to the inner, inner goddess and um, really pay homage to all the things I already am. And feel grateful for that. And um, that's, I think, where it starts from within first.
0: I love that. Thanks again for coming on this podcast to share your story. So where can everyone find you, follow you, share and purchase your products from all that good stuff?
1: Uh, So I'm Carly Samandel. I am on Instagram. I have a personal page and a business page. My, My business, I don't even think I mentioned the name of my business is Godessa, like goddess, but with an A at the end. So it's Godessa because I think every woman is a goddess and so my insta page for my business account is Godessa beauty underscore and my website is goddessabuty.com and so i ship around the world so wherever you're listening from um i have i can accommodate and um i think those are the main ways to stay connected And otherwise, um, through um, your podcast, perhaps you can leave little links and I can send some of the other forms of contact to you so you can post them.
0: Awesome. So I'm going to I'll place those links in the description box and everyone who's interested can connect with Carly Thank you so much for your time. I'm so grateful oh my gosh, for you. Lins,
1: I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much for doing this podcast and connecting like minds. I think it's so important that you are using your voice because what you have to say is so powerful. So from my heart to yours, thank you. And I'm really honored to be your first guest. Let's, let's do it again. Yeah, I definitely have to yeah, have we- you back again, for
0: sure. Awesome. So that wraps up today's episode. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the inspired to be podcast by yours. Truly Lindsay, be sure to follow me on Instagram at inspired dot to be spelled T O B E or on Facebook to access weekly inspiring and informative content. If you can take one second to share, subscribe, rate, and or leave a positive review, I would be forever grateful. See you on the next episode. Bye for now.